All right, welcome back. Uh, we are now on episode eight yeah. of Begin With The End. Hi, Barbara. Hey. Hi. Sorry. One sec. Hi, one sec. Okay, hi. Hey. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I'm Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Do we, hey. do we allow him to call you Barbie? No. Yeah, Barbie or Barbs is good. Not Babs. No, no. Is it the first time you've done this, Bubs? Yes, it is. Yeah. So I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. You should be. It's going to be really nerve wracking. It's, quite... it's going to be intense. You're going to have like the hardest questions ever. Um, where are you from? Like, what part of London are you from? And yeah, just give us a bit of a background to um, who we're talking to, please. Okay. So my name is Barbara. I'm from South London. I've lived in South London my whole life. Um, I was born in King's College, Camberwell, and I live in Peckham. Peckham. <laughs> and during the first lockdown, so when COVID first, you know, hit, I decided to start um, my own jewelry business with my sisters. So I teamed up with them, and we kind of came up with the idea of selling jewelry that is directly from Colombia so everything that we sell is sourced from Colombia because that's where our parents are from and we we visit like as frequently as we can and we've always loved the jewelry uh, mostly because of the quality like it's really good quality jewelry so we thought you know I had all this time on my hands because I was um, furloughed from my job and I thought I want to do something with this time, something creative, something fun, something that I can still make money from. And yeah, that's kind of how Accessorios, which translates to basically Accessories by Bob, started. Nice. Really nice. That's it's cool. kind of like we're it's kind of on the same boat, except we're not making money off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what part uh, of no, Columbia yeah. are your parents um, from, Bob's? Um, we're from a little place called Kalarka. Uh, so it's, Kalarka. yeah, it's Kalarka, yeah, it's near Armenia, which is the bigger city. And Armenia is near like Pereira, which is near Medellin, which is near Cali. So it's all kind of near each other. And um, yeah, that's where we're from. Right. It's basically where they grow the coffee. So we're kind of from that part of the country. Okay, cool. And is that where you, all of the jewelry is sourced? From that part? Uh, that no, Medi- um, it's sourced from Medellin. Uh, just because uh, Medellin is bigger and there's more like, more. yeah, businesses there. And we actually found our supplier. I didn't remember how we found our supplier. It was so much, that, that alone took so much time because obviously we're here and Colombia is so far away. We couldn't just like, you know, get up and go out and find a supplier. We did go to a few jewelry stores here and we kind of got an idea of what we wanted to sell. We want what we wanted it to look like and what kind of quality we wanted. And then I kind of sat down with my sisters and we were like, okay, we need to find a supplier that kind of does these similar designs or you know designs that we want to actually put out there because for me it's really hard to sell something if I don't like it and if I don't believe in it mm, that's so, true yeah because like, looking at your your products I can imagine you and especially these hoops man that's definitely yeah. like a Barbara signature so just for our listeners <laughs> just scrolling through the her online the shop. Stuff, yeah the online sh- yeah just for our listeners you know what because I'm because I struggle with Spanish. Can you just and and I'm sure Mike does as well. Can you can you just say it one more time how we actually pronounce access accessorios? Yeah, you basically accessorios? say it. it's accessorios. Accessorios. Yeah, but you can just say accessories because it's basically the same thing. Um, De Colombia can... para el mundo. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> We wanted it. Be... No, man, I work with Spanish and Italian, so right, like man. I have that twang in it, right. that natural flair, <laughs> right, Spanish flair. Barbara's, um, her, yeah. her older sister. Sorry, little story. So like, obviously, I know Barbara through work, but then her older sister used to work with us as well. Okay, she was kind of like my work mum, or work big yeah. sister. So we yeah. were quite, we, me and her sister were quite tight, and she used to like give me little Spanish lessons here and there. 
Is that uh, how you would? Unfortunately, with Barbara, she doesn't do that because she's Peckham. So um. <laughs> she was. She did train me though. Can you believe yeah. that? Yeah, she. I remember that you trained me at work. Yeah, I know. She was kind of how I got into. Well, she was exactly how I got into the company because she recommended me, and that's how I met Jeffrey. Bob's. So you said you. It's the business with your sisters. Um, how many siblings do you have? I have three sisters and I'm the youngest so it's four of us I don't have any brothers so we're all girls and yeah I think that really helped because we all love jewelry especially I took so much um inspo from my older sisters because I kind of remember what they wore when they were younger and I just grew up loving it so I always had that idea in my head of I kind of want to look how my sisters did when they were younger with like their jewelry because they used to wear like loads of rings, earrings, oh. hoops. And I just literally fell in love with it. And yeah, I just thought it's now or never to start our own little thing. So we did it. And if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 25. Okay. And you're what, like, not to get too much about your sisters, how old is your eldest? Just like in terms of like, like, span, like age span. I think she will kill me if I say it. <laughs> like, are we are we talking like thirties, forties, forties? Okay, that that will do. We won't say anything. The reason why I'm asking this is like Jeff's oldest sister is like forty, and I remember back in the day when do you know you probably remember your sisters. Do you know when girls used to have dummies, like the glass dummies and stuff? Yeah, around their necks. Yeah, yeah. They just used to like that. that was like mid nineties. I don't think my sisters were like that though. They they normally just had a cigarette in their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the dummies was my generation because my mm-hmm. sisters never walked around. They were kind of like the burgundy lips and the chunky heels and, you know, the really like 2000s look that was them. Okay. Okay. Oh, so yeah. Like a bit of Spice Girls. South London. It's yeah. South London. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, is it South London? Yeah. yeah. I, think that's that <laughs> I wasn't around them at uh, that age, to be fair. <laughs> growing up, so you said you grew up in Camberwell, right? So. Is no, there... she's she's from Peckham. Peckham, but she was born. No, wait, what? Did you were you born? Where were you raised? My childhood. Okay, so if we're really really going back to where I was raised, raised, I lived in Hern Hill, so near Dulwich, for a couple of years, and then we moved to Peckham, and I've been in Peckham ever since. Is there a big uh, Colombian community in Peckham? <laughs> um, not really, actually. No, there's not. Recently, a bakery opened that is Colombian and I was really shocked I was like wow like it's the first one I've seen here but we're really close to Elephant and Castle and Elephant and Castle is like the heart of Latinos in London yeah, no, I know, I've noticed that so I'm really close to loads of Latinos and most of my friends in school were Latin um, I had friends from all over but obviously I kind of just was closer to the to the Latin girls in my school because we all kind of spoke Spanish you know same food same culture we all you know just kind of stuck together it kind of reminds you of us though I feel like in a lot of ways our both our cultures have a lot of similarities being very family orientated around yeah. your own culture uh were you quite clicky growing up because I remember I was basically always hanging out with the Phillies in my younger years I don't I wouldn't say I, w- I was clicky I think I was the same as everyone else like you just kind of gravitated towards like people that were similar to you because mm. if it's like oh you know like my best friend she spoke Spanish um our moms were similar they worked in the same thing like um we ate the same food so it kind of just made sense to us but it didn't mean that I didn't have other like friends from other places I was kind of the person that just was friends in every group like friendship group but I did yeah I was closest to like Colombians and Ecuadorians and that was kind of my group in school but I wouldn't say I was no I was definitely not clicky like I loved hanging out with everyone and I appreciate culture like I, I love food so eating every type of food and I still do so I feel like I that's why I loved growing up in London because I know I literally know someone from every country in the world like yeah, it's just amazing yeah he's mad he's mad how and you? I feel like if you're from a small place in the world, like you don't have that, like all that culture that's out like there. Exposure, like, yeah, 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 you're, you're exposed not, to it. You're not well, like if you like if you like food, Bob's uh, Jeff can introduce you to a Filipino delicacy called balut. 
Have you heard of Bullet? No, what is it? You might want to Google it. Have you... She she knows about Filipino food though. You, you know quite a few dishes, no, Bubs? I remember you told me before. Yeah, I do. I had a Filipino boyfriend. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And what kind of do you remember the kind of things he used to feed you? <laughs> um, he didn't feed me. So that sounded, I was gonna ask that again because that kind of sounded a bit wrong. <laughs> His mom used to feed me actually. Yeah, she his was mom. the cook. Yeah, did his um, mom like did she give you like the I think the noodles, the, the yes. one that everyone knows? Yes. Yeah, there we go. That was oh my gosh, my favorite dish in the entire world. Every time I went to their house, and if she had made it, I could literally eat the whole bowl. Like if she gave me the whole thing, I could eat it. It's so amazing. I love it so much. Anyway, moving on, moving on back to the before we go off topic, um, have you got any embarrassing childhood stories before we so move on? I was thinking about this today, literally. Um, I have one. I don't know if it's embarrassing or funny or just stupid. But when I was in secondary school, I think I was like 14 or 15. <laughs> I was school. I went to Notre Dame. So I don't know if you know what that is. Some people that listen, they might know where it is. And it was on this really busy road that now has a zebra crossing. But back in my day, it didn't have a zebra crossing. And it was a really, really busy road, like really fast cars. And there was either the option to go all the way to the end of the street and cross on in the lighting, like, you know, the traffic lights, or to the other end of the street and then cross on those traffic lights. But obviously, I thought like I was invincible and nothing was gonna ever happen to oh, me. Oh, <laughs> already imagine. <laughs> and I got off the bus one day, and you know, I was just gonna cross in the middle like I ever did. I always did, and never had n- nothing had ever happened to me. So I was like, okay, I'm good. And then I started crossing, and a bike, a motorbike, was coming really fast. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't judge how fast it was actually coming, and it hit me. Like no way. but there was loads of people like bear in mind this is rush hour there was loads of people like from the school like trying to get to school and like just people in general and I landed behind a like rubbish bin (laughs) sorry I I don't know why I'm laughing just been hit by a bike but it's the fact that you landed in the rubbish bin I landed like behind it wasn't the rubbish bin it was like the rubbish truck that was picking up the bins oh, and I was man. kind of blocked from the view like no one kind of saw where I landed but everyone <laughs> saw that I got hit and I got up obviously like I would I think like adrenaline like hit and I just got up and I was oh, like like the Peckham Terminator have you seen that video <laughs> <laughs> and I was like fuck this I'm just gonna go to school and I literally got up and I kind of <laughs> <laughs> Still went to school. <laughs> Just... yeah, oh, I, I got into school and my best friend was in the toilet and I was like, listen, I need to <laughs> I need to show you, I need to show you something. And I knew I knew I was hurt, but I didn't know how badly I was hurt. Oh, and then I took him to a cubicle and I took my tights off and my ankle was like mashed up mm. literally like I still have a huge scar and she right. was like oh my god you just got hit by a bike and you didn't tell anyone <laughs> and I was like no I can't be bothered so I can't be bothered it was your reaction <laughs> that uh, was literally my reaction you were racing like, weren't you bloody hell <laughs> I was like I can't be bothered to do this today like I just want to it was a Friday I was like let's just pretend this never happened <laughs> and I went to all of my classes and I remember I was like slowly throughout the day like the pain was really hitting like I felt like I was getting a fever like my head was hurting my leg was killing me and then we were in lunch and somebody came up to us and they were like did you hear someone got hit from, like, <laughs> from back today and we were like no way oh my god I wonder who it was <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And we all just looked at each other like, oh fuck. And then yeah, I got home and I just couldn't bear it anymore. I was in so <laughs> much pain. And I didn't know how to tell my mom because she like really is like overprotective. But I just had to tell her, I was like, listen, I got hit by a bike today. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, What the hell? Like, what's wrong with you? And, and you did the whole me. day through of school, mad. 
No wonder. Yeah. Why. You Colombians, man, you're made different. Like you're from a different <laughs> breed, man. Fucking hell. And oh. then yeah, and then she took me hospital. I had to go hospital, and they put me like in a neck brace. Like I wasn't able to move. I had to like go into this machine, and they like scanned me, like did our um, X-rays, and then I had like kind of broken my ankle. Like a little bone had broken, and I was just kind of walking on it the whole day, so it was really swollen. And I had to get a cast, and yeah, that. Not, I think that's the most embarrassing story I have. I think that's, that's the best. Round of, that's the round of applause. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> like the best embarrassing story you've had that's by sick. far. And she's even like, the way you're explaining it, you're like, oh, mum, why are you making it a big deal, man? <laughs> 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 I'd love to have that as an embarrassing story. Oh, my days. <laughs> that's the best one. That's the best that's one. That's one right. so far, for sure. But like, after Thanks, all that, I wonder what happened to the actual motorcycle lift. He he got up. I remember he got up because his drive, bike drive off. No, his bike flips. Literally, his oh, bike shit. flips, and he he landed as well. And he got up, and he kind of looked at me, and I looked at him, and I just turned around, and I was like, "No, I'm not doing this today. I'm not dealing with this today." <laughs> <laughs> so I have no idea what happened to him. I think he must have been so angry. He must have been thinking, "Why did this girl just like walk out onto the road?" <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a great story <laughs> from behind the bin. So you went to um, Notre Dame, uh, a Catholic school, right? Yeah, yeah. How, so was it an all-girls school? You said. Yes, it was an all-girls. So school. okay, we can relate, kind of, because we went. Yeah, we can relate because we went to an all-boys Roman Catholic school. Um, what was it like? Um, did you um, was yours really strict? Like, did you go to church uh, during school time and things like that? Yeah, yeah, we went to, to church during like special days, um, you know, like Christmas and, and stuff like that. We Ash just Wednesday. like, yeah, mass, yeah, Ash and all North of that. Yeah. Um, I loved like my time in school, I think I had like really amazing friends and I loved the, the experience. And to this day, like, I think a lot of people like kind of go to Catholic school because their parents are Catholic and then. Yeah. They kind of stopped being Catholic, but my faith has literally been like a huge part of who I am. Okay. So even to this day, like I'm very, very religious and did very like devoted. I did not go today. I'm going tomorrow, so it's okay. Okay, okay. That's that's staying in. <laughs> <laughs> so so you went with so I'm I'm presuming your sisters went to the same school. Were they big um shoes to fill? I think they um okay, so my two oldest sister, we have like 14 years between us, so we didn't go to the same secondary school. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, so when when my mom and dad came from Colombia, they were like 14, 13. So they went to secondary and they didn't know a single word of English. So they had a really hard journey. Like they had a very hard and I'm so proud of them. Like they've done so much. Honestly, it's amazing. And they had to take their GCSEs and they didn't know a word of English. They got like A stars in Spanish. But apart from that. Nice. It was really hard for them to catch up, but they did. And it was really amazing. So me and my um, other sister, the one that's just older than me, we went to Notre Dame. And I think the teachers didn't want me to follow in her footsteps because she didn't <laughs> have the best reputation. She was really um, like creative. Uh, she loves art. Um, she's amazing. She's starting to be a midwife now. Um, oh, nice. But back then, like art was her thing. And she was you know like really popular and she was just like yeah people loved her but the teachers you know found her a little bit difficult so I don't think they wanted me to follow in her footsteps so I kind of just had to just establish who I was because I kind of wanted to be like a little bit of a rebel as well but deep in my soul I knew that I'm a good girl and I just don't have it in me to be like naughty or something like I used to love being a teacher's pet so like towards the end I just started embracing my nerdiness and that's where I think I really like discovered who I was because I realized that I loved reading I loved doing good in school I loved doing all that stuff so yeah I was kind of my own person in in secondary for sure what kind of like what was your favorite subject so did you like art as well were you quite creative I am not creative with my hands like I can't draw or anything like that and 
I was really embarrassed in school because everybody used to hate RE and my favorite subject was RE like I love religious studies I did philosophy at uni so RE was my thing that I used to go hard like I used to study I used to love it so much but obviously everybody was like oh now we have to go to RE like uh, this is so boring and I'd be like yeah oh my god this is so boring isn't it but I used to love it I used to (laughs) love RE (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I used to love it so much I used to love learning about like other religions and that's kind of how I was introduced to the world of, of the world of philosophy and I was like wow like I love these big questions I love questioning the meaning of life like I want to find the meaning of life like that's how I got into philosophy basically and I loved English I love reading so yeah I just I was like fuck it I'm a nerd like I don't care I love these things What's your favourite genre, like book genre? What do you read? Fiction, non-fiction? Or... I read a lot of fiction, especially like crime, like mysteries, thrillers, stuff like that. So nice. a, bit, a bit of Dan Brown. Someone Just asked me, and, and mystery. one of my friends is on a dating, like the dating scene, and he's like, do you find it weird that like most girls like to watch crime documentaries, like who like murder murder documentaries? Are you on, Do you watch any of those? I love it like it's kind of right now is the only thing that i watch yeah no, thing, it? like a lot of people in my my one like she likes watching like what is this what's the what's one mind hunter and um she wants to start watching luther now have you heard of luther I've, I've heard of it but i've never watched there's just so much out there now i think it's loads, like oversaturated have i think seen, um, like, Ozark. Ozark's meant to be Ozark. Ozark. Yeah. i haven't watched it either that one um, is amazing. There's a new one on Netflix that I really recommend. It's called Clickbait. Clickbait. I don't know if you think, yeah. It's about a guy who basically turns up in this video and he's like holding a sign and it says, At five million views, I die. And then it's kind of his family like figuring out how the hell he ended up in that video. Like what happened to him? Who kidnapped him? Why they want to kill him? Like it's really good. It's really, really good. I recommend it. Back in the day, like if we're talking careers and ambitions from like before you started up this business, like what was was this always like something that you pictured yourself doing the jewelry business or was there a different route for you back in the day? Um, I really enjoy doing the jewelry like I, I do because I'm not only kind of um, doing something that I love, but I'm actually helping people back at home as well, because everything that we we buy is like ethically sourced like we make sure that we're buying from like a group of people that we know like are not doing anything shady yeah obviously we've met them and you know really got a feel for who they were so I really do like love doing this but if we're talking about like my dream dream career I don't think it would have been this like um, we're talking about fantasy, like something that, well, it's not too like too out there, but I've always just kind of wanted to sit down and like write philosophy. And I wish I could do that for a living, Wow! like write philosophy books for a living. But it's just so, it's just not, it's just never going to pay the bills. It's never going to happen. It will. Like all these, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> like all these philosophers, like all famous ones, they, were actually very poor because writing philosophy has never paid anyone that Mm. much it it pays them after they're dead but you know they're dead if we carry on going with like the jewelry business and I've had all these ideas of maybe like actually opening a physical physical store one day because we did a pop-up um a few months ago a few weeks ago I think and it went so well yeah it went so well like I was genuinely like surprised like how much we actually sold and I was like if we opened an actual store like I could see it like going really really well where was the store where was the pop-up market it was in pop-up Brixton and it was organized by a um like a vendor that oh, sells okay. food they're called um, El Original Patacón it's Spanish as well and they basically like sell plantain and it's like in a burrito kind of style it's really really good I recommend mm-hmm. it if you get the chance it's really good and yeah they organized it and it was all Latin vendors and it was just like such an amazing day and it get, really gave me that feel for 
this could really sustain itself and if it ever did sustain itself I could just sit down and write philosophy for the rest of my life and do two things that I love and not really put myself in a box of I either only like jewelry or I only like philosophy like I would love to do both yeah yeah why not that's the yeah you can do that for sure I think everything's possible now especially with social media and the internet go for it and in 10 years time we can interview you and we'll be like ah sweet what book you got out now yeah exactly <laughs> we're talking about your books instead of jewelry. and we have to get a bit of commission out of it i think if we're doing it <laughs> so like, at some point we a little entry, like, yeah. thanks thanks to jeff and mike he can be our sponsor for the for the podcast <laughs> in 10 years yeah we'll still be doing podcasts what was your <laughs> for free <laughs> no, no. we'll have advertising like, on youtube isn't it? oh yeah like, we'll have some advertising we'll get some shrapnel. um yeah. <laughs> what was um bobs what was your first ever job um, I had my first ever job when I was in college and I worked in a hairdresser's and I think it was like the best and worst experience ever because have you I got an embarrassing like, story from there as well um no <laughs> no I don't no I don't <laughs> I don't think so no I just just, just not a friend uh, family friendly one you shave someone's head no no oh my god no I wasn't allowed to like cut hair or anything I washed it and it was okay but I think the most embarrassing thing of that job was that because I was 16 they used to pay me like two pounds 50 an hour it was really bad honestly it was hard work like it was hard hard work when I tell you it was hard it was I would have to wash head after head after head after head. And I was like, I'm getting paid £2.50 an hour oh, for this. I'm, I'm getting bloody head lice on my hands for £2.50. Like that. Psoriasis. Psoriasis. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then after that, I worked in another hairdresser's. And that was for my... Um, actually, no. Okay, so if we're going really, really like technical, what was my first job? It was, do you remember work experience in school? Yeah. Oh, that was at hairdressers as well, and I don't want to, I don't want to name them, but it was a celebrity hairdresser. Name them, name them, name drop. I can't, I can't name them. The staff was so horrible, honestly. They were so mean. Like I didn't get paid. Obviously, it was work experience. I couldn't even sit down. Like if they saw me sitting down, they'd be like, "You have to stand up." And like I get it now, like obviously, like you're on the floor and stuff. But I was like 15 at the time, and I was standing for like eight hours a day, nine hours a day. Yeah. So it's not like it in the horrible. heights. It's not the hairdressers in like in the heights. Because <laughs> that's how I no. it to be. No, all right. It was not like that at all. So they don't gossip in that. No, they gossip have you seen, about. You've seen in the heights, right? Yeah, I have. Have you guys watched Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, <laughs> don't get us started. We, we could we could sing the whole show to you. We could get all philosophical on you about Hamilton, man. <laughs> no, Hamilton's I'm a huge, like huge Hamilton fan. Like, I am. Yeah, I don't want to get started, honestly, because I am the biggest Lin Manuel no, Miranda fan. I'm just like in love with him. I he's think incredible. He's, like, he's, like, he's the most. Like he for me as well. Like what he, he does about like Puerto Rico and like how he uplifts his own nation. I think that's incredible. Like if you listen to the audiobook of In the Heights, it's about how he was at a crossroads as a teenager, whether he wanted to pursue the script, but his dad um, had an impromptu gathering with his friends and brought them to his house when he was in doubt of himself and then he sang or he played a couple of the songs and they just like, they motivated him to continue it. So look where he is now. That's it. Yeah. You know, so I think when you doubt, sometimes you don't doubt yourself because you can do great things. Anyway, let's not talk about Lin-Manuel because I'll... <laughs> he's, he's he is, he's such a great person. I, I think he's sick. No, he's an amazing human being. But anyway. But have you seen that? We digress, exactly. So, uh... When you when you got your first place, I'm talking about your official place. I'm not talking about work experience. When you got your first ever place, and not not the hairdressers that paid you two pound fifty. That was chicken and chips. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first ever like proper pay slip um, spent on? Um, I must have bought something stupid. Honestly, I must have bought like clothes. I don't remember. It was either clothes or food for sure. Probably food, standard, standard clothes. <laughs> Literally, um, I have like 
let me think actually I don't know if I'll say like I got a job specifically to save up for something um I don't know does a plane ticket count yeah yeah where was it to you don't remember so I've I believe it was to either Colombia or America but it was like passively like first pay slip I put some savings towards the plane ticket and then I must have bought clothes or like food or something like that so it was kind of split between the three things but yeah I remember like I I was was saving up for something I remember that much but I don't remember what it was properly philosophy books maybe no I didn't know about philosophy back then like I kind of had an idea but I hadn't been like Really introduced now I literally spend all my money on books basically and they're very expensive especially like hardcovers are very expensive I try to um buy from like local bookstores like it is more expensive and I don't do it all the time like I also buy on Amazon and I have a Kindle so it works out even cheaper if you buy a Kindle but if it's if it's a special book like a special philosophy book like I remember I bought um, I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of Nietzsche? No, no. How do you spell that? Enlighten us. Is um, actually let me grab the book. It's called uh, Beyond Good and Evil and Human or Too Human. It kind of like came all in one, and you spell it N I E T Z S C H E, and basically he was literally like really. Um, controversial during his time he's been really like linked to kind of being a Nazi but he's actually not you have to read his work in order to really understand where he's coming from and even his background because his sister was a Nazi but he wasn't a Nazi and so that's why you know like people will think he was just by association um, yeah and because she worked she used his work because he kind of he kind of divided like the human race into like rich and poor and you know the elite and the the not elite and the ones that were ahead and the ones that would never get ahead but it wasn't because he wanted it he just kind of observed the world and said this is how it is mm. and she kind of took his work and said you know we need to believe in you know the Nazi regime because of this and this so she actually used this work to kind of push their ideas forward but he wasn't even alive he died before so yeah he's a really really interesting character in the philosophy world would you say like reading like these books and like having this in-depth knowledge of like philosophy has like kind of is are these are kind of things that kind of drive you to do what you want to do in terms of not like in terms of having your own jewelry business but like these have like given you like goals set for the future Uh, Definitely. So I think one of the first ideas I actually had when I was very young was like, what is the actual meaning of life? And it was crazy because I was very, very young. Like I was like eight or nine when I started asking myself these kind of things like, why am I here? Like, is there a God? Like, what what is the point of me being here? And even those things can seem like very small, like the impact that we can have is is crazy so I kind of just started thinking what kind of person do I want to be and even like with just starting the the jewelry business like I always kind of knew that I didn't want to get stuck on like one thing only like I want to do as much as I can Mm. and just trying to be creative I feel like adds so much to the world like perhaps not a huge amount but you know like you said you kind of looked at the Instagram and thought oh like that's nice so even if one person thinks oh like that's nice it's like something that I've actually put out there because I worked hard for it and I feel like if you're actually truly into philosophy you will know that life is all about working hard that's the only way that you will get ahead and how you can actually make a difference and you know nobody has the answer to what is the meaning of life so you have to make your own meaning and it's doing things that you actually enjoy and I enjoy you know looking at jewelry selling jewelry uh you know placing orders um posting orders like I love doing all those things and even though it's so like insignificant to someone else to like me it's something that brings me joy and therefore I am fulfilling that idea of what is the meaning of life Mm. I think that's that's definitely what's more important is like 
because what you're doing is not just something you're doing for your own benefit it's the fact that you the way you're sourcing it from back home and it's helping people um, that make the jewelry back home it has that sort of knock-on effect of um like you said having a meaning in life so you know they've got their purpose you have your purpose and you know your purpose may not just be the one thing um it's just helping you get to another um another thing in life so i kind of yeah resonate with that a little bit and you're looking inwardly for fulfillment and i think that's powerful too that you're not looking for others to make yourself worth well do you know what i mean like yeah. doing it what makes you happy and i think ultimately mm. i was saying to jeff before we started recording it's just like making time like it's just finding that niche that you want to do because yeah. yeah yeah exactly everyone, and everyone needs it yeah and you know right now am i able to live just off from the business no but do i hope that one day i'll be able to do it yeah but i know that takes time and it's yeah. about patience and I don't know. I don't think anything comes easy in life. So I think you just have to put in the work, really. If this does go well and you end up hoping having a store, is there something you want to pursue as like another side path? Or do you have like five other things that you want to do in life? Um, I think, you know, if we're able to open a store one day, I think it would be amazing to expand from more than just jewelry. So we were actually looking at incorporating like other aspects of you know accessories so that's why we named the accessories because we didn't want to limit ourselves to just jewelry mm. so we want to maybe add like sandals like sandals from colombia are so nice like they're just oh. like my favorite sandals ever and um like you know like other stuff like scarves or like bags or like we really want to branch out and start doing stuff like that for sure so if we could do all of that and then like have a couple of stores that to me is like more than enough for the time being and then if yeah, we get there, now that you mentioned it yeah. it's like you you haven't limited yourself with you know from the very get-go from when you first came up with the branding and the name you can actually expand this to do like yeah you can have like your whole your whole fashion line if you wanted to be fair that's pretty cool I never thought yeah that's why we didn't want to put ourselves in a box of uh, we only can do jewelry because in our name it's like jewelry something we did not want to do that so that's why we thought let's just do accessories because if we ever want to expand we can just you, you know yeah and if we ever wanted to do you know like clothing we could do like something separate to accessories by bobs but at the end still have like that by bobs so that mm people kind of know where it comes from and that it's kind of under us so definitely we want to branch out but like I said having um having vendors that are from Colombia it's really hard to source certain things because I'm not there to actually physically see it and like go out and actually find people <laughs> that sell the things that we want to sell so I think before we do that, we all want to actually go to Colombia and find and create those connections like face to face and then come back and like expand completely. Because it's just I think we definitely need to, you know, just kind of book a trip there and really get to know the people that we work with. Yeah. But with COVID, it's kind of impossible right now because Colombia is it on just the put a, a massive delay on everyone's life at the moment. Well, what's, co what's COVID? Yeah. What's COVID? <laughs> I know, mate. Um, do you, are you close to your family back home, Bobs? Do you have quite a big extend, extended family over there? Yeah, I do have a really big family. And to me, like, family is everything. And I think you guys can really, like, relate because, you know, like, Filipinos are very, like, similar in that way that family is everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just Amen. Amen to that hallelujah yeah Sorry. it's just everything like like certain cultures or even like when it's a latin family and i see that close i'm just like what's going on like it's just the center of us is family it's family that gets you through the hard times isn't it exactly They're for and me like, like my main influences exactly amen and you can have a million friends but i feel like no one understands you like your family gets you yeah so yeah, yeah really. very family orientated and that's why I wanted to do it with my sisters because I thought there's no one better in this world to do it with than people that you know and that you trust that like, I trust my sisters with my life yeah you're right it's 100% your siblings 
are the connection to your past and your future. And that's it's so important to have that solid foundation there. Mm-hmm. Like you can't trust anyone more than your family. You're right. I'm damn, damn straight. And that's the way it should be. And I think if it's not at that point, you need to make it that level. Mm. It? Yeah, you have yeah. to. So you have to I make it. It's normal to not always be super close to your siblings. Like me and my sister, the one that's just three years older than me, we hated each other like <laughs> a lot. <laughs> we, yeah, we really, really, really did not get on when we were teenagers. But it just came to a point when I was, I think I was like 20 or 21, and we just kind of realized like, why are we like not friends <laughs> when we literally grew up together? Like we know each other so well. Um, she had a, a daughter when she was really young. I was there for her and stuff. We weren't super close, but I love my niece. And it's just like, it kind of just made sense. Like, yeah. why the fuck are we not like best friends? And we just decided like, we're going to be close because you are my sister. And, you know, at the end of the day, when I have, something really like weighing on me or like heavy on my heart who's the first person I call and I just know it's my sister so building that connection is important but it doesn't come naturally all the time I don't think so I think you really have to work work on it because it's easy like you're just so alike you're bound to hate each other at some point yeah that's siblings for you though isn't it yeah, we all we all cut deep more like because it's you. You're so close as well. If someone says that, you, you give more of a shit when it's blood than not. Because yeah, yeah, definitely. And definitely. you know how to push each other's buttons as well. But I'm sure Jeff, you can piss your sisters off. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, I always piss them off. <laughs> but yeah, no, no that's good. no F- philosophy, man. This, this is, is a like... deeper talk. Man. I'm literally <laughs> yeah, thinking about life. Man. I feel like lying on the sofa. And <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, let's let's brighten things up a bit, Buzz. We're we're approaching the, um, the end, the tail end of the the chat. Um, we like to ask you about your London. Us being all Londoners, like we will branch out eventually to others, but um, we would like to know in London. You're you're a South Londoner, South. Yes. For people who <laughs> who live in London, who might need to know some new spots, or people who are not from London, um, could you give us the best place that you would recommend to go to relax? In the sea, Greenwich Park. If you walk right from top, you can see the whole city from the top of Greenwich Park, and it's just—I can't even explain it in words. It's just amazing. If you just go sit, they even have a little bench. I think they know, like people want to go there just to sit and look at the view. It's just beautiful, day or night. If you go in the night, it's beautiful. If you go in the daytime, it's wonderful and you can just go there and you know ponder and think about the big questions in life like why am I here and you know you have a beautiful view so definitely Greenwich Park right at the top it's a bit of a walk but it's stunning I do want to go at night time though now that you've mentioned it It I can imagine it being sick being from south have you been to Shooters Hill because that's something that I've wanted to go because of the view have you heard of it they have like the biggest hill is that the biggest hill the longest one yeah it's a good good spot for cyclists if they want to get their elevation up on their you know their fitness track for cycling so what about eating can you recommend a spot in in maybe south best place um, for you for you to recommend for eating okay let me have a, a think this is gonna be a hard one for you because you're you love your food i love food so much and i think i have to try so much because i am vegetarian so not That's, every yeah. single place i mean everywhere caters for vegetarians and vegans now like it's amazing but not everywhere does it right yeah that's true have you been a vegetarian um, for long yeah she's done I, she's been a vegetarian before i went vegan yeah so i think i want to say four or five years now yeah around that time um okay i'm gonna have to say I don't know the name, but if you get to Elephant and Castle, the there's these like really tall bu- buildings, and there's like a little cafe right next to the the first tall building. I don't think I'm explaining this properly, but it's a <laughs> there's it's a lot a- of tall buildings in Elephant and Castle. Isn't I'm it? doing a Google Street, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a cafe. Right, we're going. But what kind of what kind of cuisine is it? It's Colombian. it's Colombian it's a little Colombian cafe yeah and they just make like just delicious food 
I can go in and be like, can I have this? And they make it uh, like they just take the meat out of Casa Colombia. Casa Colombia. It's, it's got yeah. like wooden tables at the front sometimes. Yes, right? it's that one. There you that go. One. There you go. Casa Colombia, give them a shout. Restaurante and Pandaria. Casa Colombia. Restaurante and Pandaria. Casa Colombia. Restaurante and Pandaria. Oh, you sell Chicharron uh, as well. So do you, is your Chicharron the same as ours, where it's like just crunchy pork scratchings? Yes. But that one says Chicharron Chorizo. No, but as in that, that's a comma, Chorizo afterwards. Oh, okay. Chicharron and Chorizo. Cazuela de Merida. Medicine. That's not for you vegan and vegetarians, boy. That's for me. And pollo is obviously chicken because, like, lost pollo homage. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, cool. That's good. No, yeah, we'll check that out. Let's check go it out. Jeff. Yeah. Tomorrow? Yeah, it's really good. It's just... Maybe Wednesday. Owned. And, yeah, it's really... It's delicious. And you can just make it... You know, like, Jeff, you could walk in and be like, can I have this? But just take the meat out and oh, they'll fry it. Uh, Oh, they'll do it they'll do anything and that's what yeah, i like egg, and the plantain yeah exactly anymore. no i can't i can't either what's the gravy like they're spreading gravy a bowl of gravy what's that a bowl of gravy i think that's <laughs> a sort of stew no? is it a soup i'm acting like you can see my phone <laughs> but no most of the dishes have like plantain with rice and a bowl of like gravy like a bit like kfc that gravy. fried egg looks nice though mm. I don't <laughs> <think>. <laughs> that, that, that's why egg looks like mm. <laughs> I need that though. Um, it's not gravy, it's frijoles, which oh, is okay. um, red kidney beans. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna check that out. Cool, thanks for that one. All right, if your family was to visit from Colombia, where would you take them? Where's your favorite landmark or place in apart from Greenwich Greenwich Park? Where, where where's like a wow like hold your breath moment in the city i would have yeah. to take them to at the national portrait museum oh that's actually a good shot you know where is that it's like trafalgar square yeah it's the one it's the big building at trafalgar square did you ever were you a clubber were you a raver back in the day yes but i didn't really go to like any english places did you go to Salsa Bar? Yes. Bar yeah, Rumba. Been... Did you go to Bar Rumba? Bar Rumba. Oh. <laughs> Rumba. Rumba. But no, no, no. I've never been there. I used to go, I don't think you, you're going to know where it is, but it was called, well, it's still around. It's called La Pogera and it's in London Bridge. It's the one under the arches, right? It's under the bridge, isn't yes. it? The arch. Yeah, yeah see, I've right. been there. Um, so yeah. that's right where the dungeon was before. There's like a, a fake dungeon around that, yeah. that bit, right? Yeah, I walked yeah, past it. Yeah. Yes, it was really good. I mean, I used to go there when I was like 16. I used to use my sister's ID. Mm-mm. Oh, didn't we all? <laughs> I used to use my sister's ID. Not joking. <laughs> and um, the thing about this place is they have these like really steep um, stairs. Like really, like you know, like do you remember the stairs? It, it was like a big hall, wasn't it? When you when you go up the stairs, it was like quite like a, a community hall type vibe. It wasn't was like it, plush. It, no, it was definitely not plush. Like all <laughs> I remember is the stairs, and I fell down those stairs. No man, this girl's like a hazard, man. She's always having accidents here you and can't there. Get <laughs> Oh, it was yeah that was interesting I actually hurt my ankle in that one as well oh, no. and what you done um, all night yeah it was I still had a great time but yeah I used to love going there <laughs> until the morning no I had to call my ex-boyfriend like my boyfriend at the time and I was like can you please pick me up because I could not even walk like my ankle was swollen like swollen swollen um, but those those stairs, like I don't know how that place hasn't gotten shut down because those stairs are so <laughs> dangerous. Especially are like, you dangerous, you're... or are you just like four foot? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just me, but I know a few girls that have fallen down the stairs as well. Because it's just like a recipe for disaster. Like you're drunk, you're in high heels. Very true. And you're just like going down these stairs. Of course, like an accident is bound to happen. And but they have railings, like at least, or they do just... have railings, but it's just really steep. And there's like loads of stairs. And obviously, like you know, you want to look your best, so you go in the most 
like deadliest pills you have. <laughs> and then if you've been drinking and well, I hadn't actually been drinking that night. I was looking after my friend and she she didn't she didn't realize like I was kind of behind her so she was kind of like holding my hand and she was going down faster than I was and then she just yanked <laughs> me like she just pulled me she was like come on let's go and she didn't realize that I was like further behind her and she just pulled me and I just fell down in um, in what yeah. like in what way what positions did you <laughs> land in <laughs> was, your, bottom, landed... was your head at the bottom of the stairs and your legs like behind your feet were like no <laughs> no oh, thank I god I, I I fell like sitting down Oh. But I kind of landed like with my ankle, like in some oh, weird tailbone. My position. tailbone right now, man. <laughs> yeah, that was that was another funny story because she was really drunk, and she just pulled me down the stairs, and I just fell. And there was like people at the top, like a bunch of girls at the top of the stairs, like looking down. And I kind of just had to get up and like pretend like nothing happened. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm good. Let's just carry on going. Let's just go down." And I was in so much pain. Just hide behind the bush, or. Uh, okay let's change topic then <laughs> <laughs> so Bob's when when would you say you can hang up your hat and um feel like you've achieved like your purpose on earth I mean you're you're already <laughs> almost there you've got a few things to tick off your list right yeah um I think I don't think I will ever feel like that if I'm honest with you I think I will always want more like not you know financially wise or anything like that but I would always like want to be doing something I don't think I could just be like yeah I'm done I've done everything I wanted to do Mm. like for me like my priorities are obviously like pushing the jewelry business forward like carrying on with my love for philosophy taking care of my family taking care of my mom but one one day I want you know to get married I want children and you know those children are hopefully going to grow up and I want them to have a good future so then comes the thing with you know needing to give them a good future and then I guess maybe when I retire and I'm married then I could be like yeah I think definitely like I I can't see myself being still I think thank god that the pandemic happened for that reason because I learned a lot about myself I learned you know what I like and what I don't like and I think what I don't like is just kind of sitting and doing nothing and staring into space like I feel like I just can't do that like I did that for like two weeks and it was amazing and it was great and I chilled but then I was like okay like I've done all the sleeping I wanted to do I've chilled (laughs) (laughs) now what like I can't carry on eating and sitting on my sofa and watching Netflix like I felt like I had to do something because that's just like within me and I feel like I'm just always going to have that like even when I retire maybe I'm going to want to learn how to do something how to drive a boat how to paint how to do like anything I think I will still want to carry on learning and growing as a person for sure nice I've had that swinito swinito are you talking about swinito oh bloody hell Enough, enough in the Heights, Midland. No, there's never Miranda <laughs> reference. There's you might, never as, well, you might as well do a podcast just on Lin Manuel. No, just on Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, I'm down. And then eventually, like the final season, the finale episode will be with Lin Manuel Miranda on the. Podcast. He's on the list. We're gonna talk to him one day. Oh yeah, man. Hundred percent. I have to be. I have to be in that call because. I just have to be there because I have I'm a lot of Yeah, you could you could be a, like our guest panel. You can be the like you can be the runner. You can hold the, <laughs> the, the microphone. <laughs> I'll screen. be the microphone. I'll be the table. I'll be anything. You can be yeah. No, you you can you can uh, you, you can, can put you can be Lin Manuel's um foot, footrest. No. <laughs> I'm also translating like he speaks he can't speak English <laughs> no you can translate in Espanol for our Spanish listeners you know oh yeah, yeah. there you go oh. you can you can film it and I'll stand on the side and do like the merengue <laughs> when they do with the hands the sign language oh, oh you, you know sign language no, but I'll learn. Oh, she'll learn. That's one thing she's going to learn. What would you tell your niece now, like, in terms of as a young female going into the big world? Like, what would you, you know, what would advice would you give her? 
or your younger self? It's actually funny because we were talking about this today and she said something that really surprised me. She said to me, I don't want to get married and I don't want children. And if I do get married, I want prenup. And she's literally 11. <laughs> she's literally. Keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what? Well, she didn't say prenup, but she was like, you know, that thing you have to sign so the other person can't take your money. And I was like, you want prenup? And she was like, yeah, I want that thing where they can't take your money. She's like, if I'm working, like, I don't want them to take all my money if we get a divorce. I'm thinking, you're 11. Like, you don't even have a boyfriend. Like, how are you thinking of divorce and prenup now? But I think it's, in a way, it's kind of good that she has these ideas already in her head. Like, she doesn't want to, you know, feel that pressure of she has to get married and has to have children. Because even like me, like I'm 25 and I'm already starting to feel like I don't have a boyfriend. I'm not engaged. I don't have kids. Like, am I behind? Am I not doing something right? And I wish I had grown up knowing that it's okay. Like if it's meant to happen, it will happen. And if it doesn't happen, then it's also not the end of the world. If I don't have children, and I don't get married. And I wish I could have told that to my younger self because I think my niece like the generation that they're growing up in is com- becoming less and less of a priority of getting married and having children and doing all these things it's more of like working on yourself and having your career and I wish I had had someone in my childhood who had said that to me even though my mom like it was never a thing of like you know it's okay if you never get married and you never have children like it, I think it's just amazing that these girls are growing up with these ideas already that it's okay like you don't let society pressure into like you thinking that you have to do all these things that like, you don't have to do anything yeah. you know all you have to do is be a good person I tell her, you know as long as you're a good person things will fall into place for you and I wish someone had said that to me me being a dad as well just making sure that I understand like we live in a different day and age where we don't have to pressurize or we don't have to live to that or conform to that you know Bravado, like. yeah that everyone especially in in both our cultures I, I can imagine it's the same for you Barbs but like growing up in a Roman Catholic environment and a strong like old old-fashioned Filipino culture they they want you to get married and then they want you to have you know kids not what's the word in wedlock, in wedlock yeah mm-hmm. uh obviously it's not the case for me but I'm doing fine I'm what you bloody thing. <laughs> it's funny because Barbara always calls her my wife. She's not my wife yet. Uh, okay, she's 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 the partner. We we call partner. Is the Life phrase one Life partner. Yeah. yeah. Ride or die. There you go. Is this is there a Spanish version of ride or die? Uh, no, not really. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, like just that idea of as well, of, like having to marry like the person that you're with like I hate that that pressure that society tries to put on to you like why can't I just date someone and get to know them and mm. not have to feel like it has to end in marriage obviously it'd be nice like I want to get married one day but it might not end that way for me and that's perfectly okay real talk cool if there's if there's like people who are starting up do you have any like words of wisdom for people that do want to start doing venture into their own business or sort of? Yeah, have, I think if they have a swinito. Like, <laughs> what, what advice would you give someone who's got a swinito? Oh, what's the, what the grammar says? Paciencia y fe. Yeah, patience and faith. Yeah. There yeah. you yeah. go. <laughs> Abuela Claudia. <I> told <laughs> yeah. So you have to have a lot of that, <laughs> but it's just actually making that decision to do it I think is the most important thing because sometimes you just think about it too much you don't end up doing it because I had thought about like I want to do something but I didn't know what it was at that time and then you know like the jewelry thing kind of just fell into place and I decided I want to go for it but there was so many factors like oh what if it doesn't work out what if this happens what if like you know like the negative what ifs but we just went for it you know me and my sisters we were like let's try it like if it doesn't work I'm not gonna die you know and yeah I think that's the most important thing like just do it like yes you sometimes you have to invest a lot of time you even have to invest money from the get-go but if you have faith that it's gonna come back to you then 
it will because if you put in hard work I'm sure it will work out in the end and if it doesn't you're not going to die like you can always just like find something else that you like to do or just take a different path and maybe that will lead you to what is actually meant to be but I think just actually deciding I'm going to do it I'm putting in the work is the most important thing kudos there you go and can I just say your branding is on point I I, I love your branding like just every I'm sure you've evolved there's been an evolution of that in the past however many months you've set up and I'm sure it's not even the end you probably adapt that in the future so it's yeah I think that's an important thing like it doesn't need to be end product straight away like you're going to make mistakes and it's okay to make mistakes because then you can learn from it and yeah just counsel is important too so like getting your real friends will tell you as well like what's bad and what's good so don't have yes men around or yes women around you Mm. well that's what your siblings are for as well yeah true that and if you've got three sisters even better um no yeah definitely and we are growing each day and they are definitely not yes people like if they don't like something they will tell me and we make decisions as a unit um Mm. sometimes you know they do give me the freedom to do like certain things but I run every single thing that I'm going to do with like the branding or like just like pictures for Instagram or the website like I run it by them and I'm like do you like this is that okay do you want something different um so yeah it's important because it's not just me it's with my sisters so I have to keep that in mind as well that even though like I do like you know the Instagram and all that they have to be happy too with the stuff that I do. Yeah, amen to that. To be, you know what? Say, you, having having said that, Maria, your big sister, I remember her on many occasions. She'd tell me how it is at work. <laughs> she's yeah, a real she's one, like man. That. She's a. Yeah. She, I used to call her my G because that's how gangster she is. Okay. And many times I used to get told off because she's. It's funny, you trained me in uh, for groups and then Maria trained me in individuals. It's so jokes. So technically, yeah. you're like a surrogate brother. I'm me. like a surrogate brother to these <laughs> guys, yeah. I'm sorry, Bubs. The great power comes great responsibility. I'm sorry too. Tell Maria, I'm very sorry. The brother I never wanted. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name. Um, can, you let us, can you let us know and our listeners um, anything special you're working on or that you're willing to share with us um, and what we can look out for in the future? Well, we are currently working on releasing some products for men. I mean, we have done like unisex pieces, but we want to focus like something like just for men. So we're going to be coming out with um, a few pieces. And yeah, we have like so much in store. Like we have loads of things that we are going to put out. We're going to do uh, necklaces. So like sets as well. So the necklace and the earrings. Um, we have anklets that are really popular. Um, people love wearing anklets. No, for women. <laughs> Sorry, oh, this is like... Not yeah. I was going to say, I was so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to wear it, we definitely like, we're not like gender, you know, strict like if you want to wear a pair of hoops but yeah we we do like consider ourselves like gender fluid as well like when it comes to our brand like we don't want you know anyone to feel like you can't wear like a certain thing because it's just specifically for women we just do it that way because that's how it is in like the jewelry world but uh yeah we're gonna come up with new earrings with like loads of new stuff and we're going to be doing a pop-up soon but I don't know the date yet so we will announce it on our Instagram when we do our Insta handle is accessorios by Bob's so that is spelt A-C-C-E-S-O-R-I-O-S by Bob's and it's just a Z at the end of Bob's nice okay so yeah it's been amazing Bob's um yeah, you've li- this one's been deep. It's been very deep. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, Jeffrey, I don't feel like you really know this side to me. Sorry? I don't feel like you know this side to me. Like, I don't No, feel I don't. Like I don't. I've never, really, I've never like really had this, like, in-depth conversation before. Yeah. You, know, I mean, you have the yeah. same taste in music, because I know you listen to Travis Scott. Yeah. I remember that conversation. Um, but, yeah, no, we've never really spoken properly. It's funny, before we done it, I was like, are you, do you chat to Bob's much at work? It's like, yeah, yeah, when she's in. Yeah, she's there. <laughs> I feel like it's, do you know what? You're, you're confident, you know you're assertive, you know what you want. So it's been great to even just 
listen in on what you do because you know I've only spoken to you today and I think you're someone who knows exactly what the path they're on knowing that it's not the end or they're, they're not even I'm close not the best to it speaker. no you are like you're more confident than we are I think. yeah I mean you're bloody I hope it was good but yeah thank you thank you so much for spending the time with us hopefully we get to speak to you again who knows in, in a couple of years time when you've got your store open and you've got your books and your sandals on sale <laughs> um but yeah it's been great speaking to you but yeah, yeah this has but, been uh um, it's been amazing chatting to you it's been lovely getting to know you even more um because like you said yeah we haven't really spoken like this before um at work so uh and yeah definitely have a lot to take from this conversation onto our own personal lives Mike I think we have a lot of reflecting to do yeah I'm gonna call my sister and say I love her after this <laughs> yeah I'm definitely gonna find my own niche and hobby and you know, whether that's going to bar rumba or <laughs> next Saturday. Next Saturday, yeah. I'm down. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, let's wrap it up. This has been Begin with the Ends with Jeff and Mike. And yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>